0: Hello and you're very welcome back to the Public Eye podcast, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. My name is Sarah Travers, I'll be your host. Throughout this series I've been speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how these companies came to be in the first place, gaining an insight into how they've grown and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes over the next six weeks and subscribe to stay up to date. So who is my guest today? Well, today I am joined by Rachel Morgan, co-founder of Mern Collective, along with her partner in life and in work, (laughs) Rory Byrne. See what I did there? Morgan Byrne, Mern Collective. (laughs) Rachel, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you
1: very much, Sarah.
0: So before we begin, I usually give a little bit of a spiel into the background, so I'll do that Mm -hmm. right now. So I'm delighted to announce that Mern Collective have been chosen by our team as the business to keep an eye on. So why? Well, they're relatively new, um, they're an up-and-coming business, and Mern Collective came to life when... This young couple spotted a gap in the market and decided to open their own vintage store in Newry City after having great success online in 2017. They opened there. They stock vintage and retro clothing, also streetwear and luxury, with a price to suit everyone. They've recently branched out to include this high end, pre owned luxury brands such as Burberry, Dior, and Fendi. They encourage a sustainable lifestyle, which they absolutely incorporate through their business, Rachel. It's so lovely to have you in the Thank Public Eye much. studio. Um, it's such a great business idea and it's very niche and it's very now. Mm-hmm. Um, you started in 2017 yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Why?
1: Um, Well, we wanted to fund our dates. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, we started to sell bits from our own wardrobe really on eBay, Depop and other like reselling platforms. And we found that people were liking the clothes that, like, we sold. So then we started to do it full-time, started getting more and more pieces in. So where did you two meet? Uh, We live in the same road. (laughs) (laughs) We're neighbours. Is Newry home? Uh, we live just about five miles outside in are in a village called Maybridge. Lovely. <laughs> so uh, you've known each other for a long time then? Uh, well, we didn't really know of one another. Uh, we met in 2017 after kind of having a vague idea of who each other was. Do you know that there sort of a way? Had you clocked
0: his clothes and he clocked your clothes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So you've
0: always been into the vintage look. Yeah. How would you describe your, your style?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say that it's quite 90s, big, bright tracksuit. I get a lot of my style inspiration from my mum. She uh, was shopping vintage before it was cool. When it was in the shops? Because what age is your mum? My mum is, she'll kill me for saying this, but she's in her 50s. Right, okay. See,
0: she's probably of my vintage, (laughs) so, yeah. It was all very 90s at the time, and big ski jackets and all of that, which is very much uh, now. Um. (laughs) I, I
1: love your story. So you, you decided to, what, to fund the dates? Were they very expensive dates? No, they were cinema dates. <laughs> but we just, it, it was something that like we wanted to do because we were a wee bit bored and we just thought how, how you could like we put the time in. So we started doing it. We found that we were good at it and we just kept going with it, to be honest.
0: Okay, so once you'd um, exhausted your wardrobe and realised <laughs> yeah. you needed something else to wear, yeah. you moved on from selling your own clothes to
1: sourcing clothes. What, yeah. did, what did you do? Uh, well we found a very good supplier who we thankfully have a very good relationship with a good friendship with and we've stuck with them for the past 2017 2018 probably the past two years we've stuck with them and they're very good loss so we have a number of different suppliers who who, like we go and visit and we handpick our our clothes and then we sell them online from there then so what's the average working week for you how (laughs) what does it look like well, Monday to Friday I'm in the shop um, and then on the weekends usually me and Rory are away sourcing clothes, collecting clothes away in the ferry. Now obviously with COVID it's been a wee bit difficult to do that, mm-hmm. travelling. So we're very lucky that our suppliers uh, agreed to take videos of like a FaceTime call almost and then we pick our clothes through FaceTime of what we want. They'll show us an item we say yes, no. Yes, that's brilliant. So
0: you've actually had the physical shop um, since the pandemic. Was that that the reason or did you know you... Um, I mean, most people are moving from the bricks and mortar to online. You've gone the other way.
1: Yeah, I think that we had done the online for so long and I think it just seemed the natural way to go was a brick and mortar shop because there's very little of them. A lot of vintage is sold online. There isn't really much... Physical stores. So it just seemed the natural way to go, really, with it. Um, it's not what you set out to do because I understand no. you
0: were studying at Trinity.
1: Yeah, I was studying at Trinity down in Dublin there for the past. I was going into my second year now, but I dropped out three weeks ago <laughs> to take Myrn on full time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And what were you studying? Uh, I was studying world religions. <laughs>
0: How fascinating. <laughs> um, so, what had you planned to do when you went to Trinity in the first um, place?
1: I wanted to go on and be a teacher but I think that the lockdown gave me and Rory like some time to kind of reflect on what we uh, were doing and that's when we decided to open up the shop and I just found that I couldn't really do both at the same time. I needed to choose one or the other and vintage was really the only way I could see, I could see myself going. And what you was know, Rory doing there? Rory works in his family business in Modern Tires and he works there. So he does as well as doing Murn. So he hasn't made the full-time leap yet. <laughs> he hasn't made the full-time leap. I'm trying to get him to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so is that, is that a challenge? Uh, it's, it's not really a challenge, to be honest, because we've got a very good team as well. We've got Lauren, we've got Emily, we've got Zara, Alex and Peter, who are like extended kind of family or friends and they help us out a lot.
0: For you, though, it's a real labour of love. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't do it otherwise. It's no, not just not. about the money because yeah.
1: it's a hard slog. It is definitely, yeah. What excites you about it? I think that with vintage, there's always something new. You know, I could go into any high high street store tomorrow and find a piece that 50 other people are going to have, whereas with vintage, there's always something new. You're never going to find the same thing twice, and you really can create a really custom made, made, made like for, for you wardrobe from it. So I think that's what excites me about it.
0: And how have the local people uh, responded to the opening of your store? Do they understand?
1: <laughs> um, I did. At the very start, I didn't think that people would warm to the idea of vintage so quickly, especially in Kind of Nuri were are kind of the first store to bring in a vintage and street streetwear kind of take on things, but I have to say we sold out of clothes after our first two days of opening, which we did not expect to do. And when you say sold out of clothes, like how many items with that? Like I, mean? I think that those three items left on the rail. We had one thousand items in <gasps> the shop because we said like we need to have a brief bit of items here and. We kept stocking and stocking. It just kept going. So we sold out within our first two days. We were over that the room. That is amazing. Like, is it true that
0: they were queued? Yeah, they were, they were queued. Ruined? Right, right. And how <laughs> how do you manage that in terms of social distancing and everything at the minute?
1: Well, we well like we do enforce it. Uh, there's only three people allowed in the shop plus the two staff at any one time. So. People were waiting in like the queue for an hour. And who do you have a typical customer? Whenever we started up, we kind of had a vague idea of what our typical customer would be, maybe young, teenage and trendy. But since we've opened, you really can't pigeonhole because we've had mums and grannies come in who's been like, I used to wear this in the 80s. And I, I think it's really lovely seeing like, all generations come in and love the clothes. What does your mum think of what you've done? <laughs> <laughs> I th- I, th- I think my mum's quite proud because I'm selling some some um, of of her old tracksuits and all that, and she's like, "You told me that they were ugly, and now look, they're being sold." So oh no, goodness. I think I think my mum. Did she have a jumpsuit? She had a vintage ski suit. Oh, she did, oh Yeah, really? and it was very what colour. Cool. It was. Grey and it had like orange kind of stripes going down it. It was quite cool. Have you any shell suits? We did have shell suits. They've all sold out. Goodness,
0: I never thought the shell suits <laughs> would come back. Yeah, I thought indeed. that would go with the perm. But
1: <laughs> hey, the perm's back, yeah. the moustaches yeah. are back. Yeah.
0: yeah, let's embrace it. <laughs> um, I know a lot of my friends as well love trawling through the vintage <laughs> shops. Maybe we don't have just as many in Northern Ireland. No. Um, do you think it's catching on? Or are you sort of very protective of, of this, the market that you've captured?
1: Um. I, I think it is catching on and I think that people are very much so in, into it and warming up the idea of it. I think that there's very big vintage markets in Dublin where I went to uni. I've seen a very big vintage culture of people wearing sustainable second-hand clothes and especially in Belfast too. So Nuri kind of hadn't caught on to it but I think that there is a, a load of young ones round round about Nuri who kind of were really into it but there just wasn't anything there. So that's whenever we said we'll do something. And this is—it
0: has to be said—it's very different. It's not a—it's not a charity shop. No, it's not. Do no.
1: people get confused? Um, no, they don't really. To be fair, um, I kind of feared that at like the very start, of people think, "Oh God, this, this, this—a bit of like a bit like a charity shop." So but you're not
0: looking for donations of clothes or anything? no,
1: no, we're not. No, we we handpick every single thing ourselves, and. The stuff that we, we uh, put in the stuff that we'd wear, our team would wear.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or email us at inquiries at granitelegalservices.co.uk today. Now, talk me through the the sourcing. You say you get the ferries, you're heading across the water over to England, is it? Yeah, over to England. um, and where do you go? Where do all
1: the vintage people hang out? How do you buy <laughs> your stuff? Or is it top secret? I need to be very careful here because I might have a very miffed off boyfriend when I go. <laughs> but uh, we go to warehouses and our suppliers and um, we're very lucky to have a very good supplier who takes good care of us. Uh, so. What's Rory style like? Rory style is baggy jeans and sweatshirts. Yeah, very 80s as well. Very 80s, yeah.
0: And that's nice and easy. And what would you say has been the best item that you've had, that you've sold?
1: My favourite item has been a Vivienne Westwood corset. Yeah, from the 90s. And I think that it's got a story behind it. So in the 70s, Vivienne Westwood was selling corsets and she was very shunned because she was taking a corset, which which I was seen as like a female like you know, to restrict them and like mold their bodies, and like she turned it into a symbol of female empowerment. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really does have a story behind it. So it was all like the punk scene, yeah. Really, the tail end. Yeah, of that. I remember them yeah. so well. Yeah. Um. And how much would that have gone for? We, whenever Vivian Westwood was selling it, it was going for maybe a hundred and fifty pound, and we sold it for a thousand. We sold it to a girl in New York. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That that was deafy. I really kind of regret selling it. It's one of them pieces that I wish I still had. Because it's so iconic. If you could get those again, yeah, but to, to sell it for a thousand pounds, yeah, they're rare. Like
0: that's amazing. So all of these incredible, you know, yeah. designer pieces yeah. that um, you also have a lot of new
1: luxury items yeah. in there. I mean,
0: it, it, how can people if they're if they're listening to this now, what what should they check out? Is it your Facebook page, your website?
1: Uh, I'd say our Instagram page would Instagram. be the best place to look for us. So it's the Murn Collective on Instagram. It would and be yes. our main.
0: M-Y-R-N-E, that's an yeah. amalgamation of your two surnames, <laughs> yeah. Morgan and Byrne, yeah. I love it. Um, so you do have, and I've noticed your funky high-top trainers there, <laughs> they're lovely,
1: um, they're new. Yeah. So yeah. where do they come from then? We get them straight from like Nike or Adidas or whoever it is we're buying off, because usually they sell out very quick, quickly, so we're sitting with about 10 phones or 10 computers trying to get them whenever they come out. I know that Rory had got shoes there a couple of months ago, which he sold for £1,200. There were, like, a, a collaboration between... You know Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream? Yes. And Nike. They did a collaboration on shoes, and Rory got them. Like, I don't know how he got them, but he got them anyways. And then he sold them for 1200 So what would he have paid for them? They sold for £185, <gasps> and there wasn't enough enough supply to meet the demands then that way the prices go up and then they go but are you getting any
0: chance to have any dates at the minute <laughs> or, I mean that's that's a good Defin- c- cinema showing for that amount, am definitely
1: I? not no does everything go back into the business everything goes straight back in yeah
0: wow yeah. um and is, is do you have any time to yourself at all I know it's been difficult <laughs> through the, the pandemic but it sounds like you're working all the time it's,
1: it's definitely difficult because we're both doing the same thing it would be different if if kind of Rory had nothing to do with it or I had nothing to do with it. But it, because we're, we're, we're both kind of doing it, it takes up all of our evenings, all of our weekends. It's very difficult to get a break from it.
0: What would you say to anybody who had a wardrobe that was full of all these pieces that maybe normally they would have dropped off to, yeah. the, to the charity
1: shop? I would say get on eBay and get them sold because you would get so much money from them now because people really are looking for authentic 80s 90s vintage so
0: give us an idea of what, what we think should never be seen again a certain generation
1: tell us what you would love to get your hands on
0: uh,
1: vintage wise um, I love the shell tracksuits luxury wise um, uh, luxury wise, I would love to get my hands on another corset another from corset. Vivienne Westwood because mm-hmm. they're just they're fabulous like I know, and the she made own- beautiful own- dresses
0: as well. Yes. The corseted own- sort of own- dresses as well. Yeah. Weren't so long ago in the tartans. and Yes, they were gorgeous. Right, I'm definitely going to dig out the, st- <laughs> the stonewashed denim <laughs> from from yesteryear. Um, what's been the biggest lesson
1: for you, would you say, in, in starting your own business? I think at the very start I was very protective of it and wanted to do it my own way. I kind of got into a wee bubble of what way I wanted to take it. But I think that it's been very valuable taking in the views and kind of suggestions from young and old. So Rory's sisters have been very good in telling us about what the younger ones want. And then my mum, whether or not I like it, I have to listen to her too. <laughs> about About uh, what way she thinks that we should take it to like appeal to all generations really.
0: And what if you had to do as a person to allow for that development in you? Because it's a little bit of self awareness. Yeah. Think, I've got to do it all myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: How do you How do you check that in yourself? I, I think I've got a very good team around me who know what they're at.
0: So you, you've already mentioned that you've had this customer that's paid a thousand pounds for a
1: corset in New York. Would you get many? big sales like that a lot of our luxury items would go to america we sold uh we had a christian dior um bralette and, and like a bustier set laundry set go to a music video producer in la we sold to her in march time and she does um music videos for like rappers in uh, los angeles and all so a lot of our luxury products would, would they would go to America, pretty much.
0: It sounds brilliant. You you actually get to know who your customers yeah, are too. Yeah. Is that the beauty of
1: selling on social media? Yeah, because you don't, especially on 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 Depop, you don't need to have a big following to sell stuff. You don't need to have people to know you because people can find you just by looking at your products. So it's very good for starting out on. And do you? I, I haven't used Deepop at all. Is that hashtags
0: as well, or how do you make sure that the right person finds your product?
1: Uh, pretty much hashtags on because Day depop is a reselling app so you've got your categories you tag it as christian Dior or whatever it is and then people find it easy enough
0: wow it's a whole new world for me and obviously it came naturally to you Um, the the so you you go over on the ferry yeah you have really intense weekends yeah <laughs> sourcing yeah. or buying mm-hmm. and then w- what happens do you bring it back physically or does it get sent to you um, what happens
1: usually we'll fill up the car as much as we can until the car's literally <laughs> full and then we'll get them to post it out 24-hour career back to Nure and then we start washing and drying making sure that everything's fully sanitized and then we get photos up on the website and then it's in the store for the Monday or the Tuesday so hold on you've literally got you come back on the ferry at what time we get the ferry out on maybe a friday night now obviously we haven't gone lately yeah. we get stuff shipped to us mm-hmm. but at the very start we went out on the ferry on a saturday morning mm-hmm. at half two we got the ferry out of dublin then we drove to wherever we're going and then we would handpick for the full day and then we would get the ferry, the ferry back at half eight
0: and then have literally no sleep. Washing, oh my yeah. word, I'm the worst washer in the world. <laughs> have you ever ruined anything?
1: Yes, Ooh. we have ruined a few really nice t-shirts by putting them in the wash Ugh. at too high heat. But then you start to learn mm. then, oh, I meant to hand wash that, I meant to hand wash this. So, <laughs> And
0: then drying everything. What, what's what's dry? Drying do you everything. Do all this at home?
1: Yeah, all Phew. this at home. My mum's proper
0: stressed. All right, so you've had big challenges, but you've... You've learned as well about yourself as a business owner. Do you think you could... Do you see a future in this? Do you want to keep going with this or... Definitely, yeah.
1: For as long as I can, anyways. Um, No, I, I definitely... I think that more people are kind of focusing on sustainability, about their footprint, about... They're more aware about what they're buying, about the quality where it's come from for wage all that there i definitely think sustainability is getting bigger and bigger
0: that's a big issue for yeah, you as well
1: definitely yeah the purpose
0: of this podcast is to be able to inspire mm-hmm. other businesses yeah. and indeed entrepreneurs like yeah. yourself and um, there's a lot of people now that maybe had businesses that have had to adapt or change yeah. or pivot because of covid and um, a lot of people have found themselves having to go online that weren't mm-hmm. online before a lot of retail a lot of um, you know shops that are now you're seeing the videos popping mm-hmm. up uh, what advice would you give you know in terms of your photography in terms of posting in terms of customer service what, yeah. what, what could you say to people now if they're thinking I really don't know where to start
1: I think social media is definitely a big thing and um, I'd say that we get the majority the the vast majority of people find out about us through social media and um, Social media—it's—it's it's, its brilliant. Like. I mean, who does all the photography? Uh, so we've teamed up with local fit photographers, really people who um, have been doing it as hobbies, and then now they're getting in with us. And then do you need a professional businesses.
0: photographer to do it.
1: I wouldn't say we need to, but it is nice to kind of support local creatives and get them involved, and in that way, they get exposure. More people find out about their work, so it is nice to get local. Local people involved, and then it's
0: you know maintaining that. What about do you do many videos online, sort of showing what you've got? Yeah, so yeah. That show and tell sort of thing is that is that the way to do it? Yeah,
1: we would well indeed. Yeah, to, because it tells people about what about what products you have. It gives them an insight into your business. So are you yeah. feeding that social media all the time. Yeah, all the time, pretty much every day. So it's it's not something that you just do on a
0: Friday. You know, if if no. anybody's listening, it is going to be building yeah. it into your working yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. Um. Are you glad you opened the shop? definitely yeah mm-hmm. without a doubt and do you see that continuing I do yeah. I really do yeah um, and where do you see the future of, of Newry and and you are the new kid on the block in Newry providing <laughs> something completely different is that the future we've got to look at, at, at different things that we can offer people when they visit here
1: I know that streamer there's been loads of people from Dublin have came down there's been loads of people from Belfast have came down to get a look at to get a look at like the shop and then we're like oh go over to Finnegan and son and get your lunch and go over here and go there so i i, 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 I do think that nearly slowly getting there to a young audience you know what I mean um, you've talked about other people in yeah. the town, other young creatives yeah is it a very supportive environment without a doubt yeah definitely is like we've we um, have partnered up with like local photographers with local stylists um, and and there really is such a community in kind of Newry that hasn't been seen before. They're kind of, we're doing jobs in Belfast or Dublin and now they're doing it in Newry. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's really, really nice to have that. What's next for you? What exciting things have you got <laughs> on the pipeline? I think we're gonna maybe renovate, expand the shop a wee bit, make it a wee bit bigger, a bit more space. But um, I'll just see what comes, take it naturally. And what's been the biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge has been changing people's stereotypes about pre-loved clothing. I think that there's definitely a bit of a stigma about second-hand or pre-loved, about the quality or where it's come from. But I, th- I think that people are slowly warming up to the idea of wearing a vintage item.
0: So are you, um, you know, you've given up the degree at Trinity, <laughs> yes. no regrets?
1: No regrets, definitely Was not. it a big decision to take? It was a big decision and I, and I had been thinking about it for a wee while, but I, I I think that since the shop has started up, I really can't see myself doing anything, doing anything else.
0: Well, I think it's fantastic <laughs> and I know everybody here at Granite Exchange are, are definitely very excited about what you're offering um, and you have been deemed the one to watch. So (laughs) I look forward to seeing where your journey takes you next. Myrne Collective, I wish you every success in the world. Thank Thank you you so much, much. Rachel, for joining us in the podcast studio today. And that is all for this episode. Remember, you can keep an eye out for all our new episodes coming up over the next weeks. And subscribe to stay up to date. Take care.